0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Earth Dawn Survival Guide, a podcast for novices and masters alike. Uh, we hope you've mastered some of the things we've talked about. Um, not sure we have, but we're at least working on that over there. Uh, I am, of course, Dan. My
1: co-host is, of course, Josh, line developer. Hello, everyone. It's, it's a moment to learn. Well, probably more than a moment for Earthbound, but a lifetime to master.
0: <laughs> exactly. I said that about, like, uh,
1: like, you know, good games are like that.
0: Totally. Yes. Minutes to learn, yes. a
1: lifetime to master.
0: Yes. Uh, and on today's podcast, we'll be discussing all things uh, aeronautical. Yes. Um, yes, because today we are going to talk all about air sailors. Nothing else, just the quintessential Earth Dawn discipline, air sailors. You don't come across them in a lot of other games. In fact, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, and there's only a couple of novels I've ever come across, something like an airship as well. So those were kind of interesting to, to, to know about. So... If you have any questions for us before or after we get into all this and any questions we don't answer about uh, air sailors, by all means, email us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Where do you want to start? Just on. Let's so so let's start, I think, perhaps with a little bit of. Context, like historical context uh, with within the framework of, of Earth Dawn development. Um, air sailor is one of two disciplines that were not part of the original first edition core group. Uh, the other one being scouts, scouts. Um, if you look at the, if you, if you grab the, the original first edition book, there are only 13 disciplines in it rather than the 15 that you'll find in, Mm -hmm. uh, later editions. I don't remember offhand now whether second edition included the air sailor and scout in their list or not. Um, I believe they did anyway. The, the air sailor and the scout were both introduced in the Earthdawn Companion as examples of things that you could make with the discipline creation rules that were included in that book. Um, and, yes, and
0: I use those rules heavily.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> the and we're not going to get into those rules. No. The purpose of the. Air sailor The the if I'm recalling correctly, the genesis of the Air Sailor actually resulted from the uh writing of Chris Kubasik in the original mm-hmm. Earth Don trilogy. Um the, Lou has talked about the, the Air Sailor basically came from the conflict or, or the in the descriptions that were written about the conflicts between the Theron air sailors and the 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 crystal Raiders, the sky Raiders, that the um, theron air, the Theron sailors had a very different style to them that didn't mm-hmm. that wasn't really reflected in the way that the um, uh, that was reflected by the other, Air, air, air <laughs> aeronautical <yes>. aeronautical <laughs> <Air> aeronautical um, <laughs> discipline that being the, the sky raider um, and so the, the air sailor discipline was originally created sort of to, to fill that role um, and it has since gone on to be considered one of the, the core 15 um, along with the, the scout in part I think because there were in character essays for both the air sailor and the scout that were included in the adepts way which basically sort of defines the the core disciplines in first edition. So that's so that's where that came from. And it is within that framework um, and the the in character essay from the original Adept's Way um, and the 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 talent selections that they originally had um, that kind of defined the the role of the air sailor, um, which has shifted a little bit, but not hugely so. Over the the course of the of the various uh, editions, and we're not going to. I don't think we're really going to get into um, like a historical analysis of like oh here's what their talent selections were in first edition, and like the the actual mechanical development. But I think that the understanding of where the discipline came from uh, yes. is helpful when you go to to look at it, because in in some respects, where many of the other disciplines in Earth Dawn at least to a greater or lesser extent, align with certain, um, uh, archetypes within mm-hmm. fiction and pop culture and things like that. The air sailor does not quite so much. Um, like it's not fair. Um, it's not immediately like immediately obvious where, where they go now. Um, so if you were to, so, so there, there's that context. So to pitch this back to you, um, if you Mm -hmm. were to try and, and sum up, like if you were, if you were elevator pitching, um, like if basically like if you were sitting down with somebody who really didn't know Earth at all, and you, Mm -hmm. and you were like going to be helping them make their first character, and you were basically like running through the various disciplines, okay, Mm -hmm. what would be your like really brief pitch? Like, okay, this is the air sailor, he... They (laughs) what?
0: Air sailors are the travelers of Bar Save, and they are the the crew of any airship out there. They know how to pilot it, operate it, uh, keep it in good repair. And the best analogy I can give you is if you like the TV show Firefly, you live on a ship at all times. You occasionally dock, do other things, have a small adventure, but you always come back to the ship. OK, that's my quick little 10 second elevator pitch
1: on that one. Right. Um, yeah. OK. How did I do no, that? That's that's <laughs> OK. You know, it, it, it is tough to 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 do that. Um, so 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 there's that then then expanding upon that, what would you say is the are, are sort of the the core like they're travelers, but what are some of the other like core conceits or themes that you would see uh, in play with an air sailor?
0: Um, They are vastly brave because they are in a, a ship above the ground. They can't just dive into the water if they want to escape something. So they're very brave. They're adventurous. They are, I can't say skilled at or adept at, but they have a sense of, Trading, fairness, they know what piracy is, and they're not necessarily pirates. That kind of more goes along the lines of Sky Raiders. So mm-hmm. that's where they differ. They have a slight honor about them as far as that's concerned uh, and, and how to deal with uh, shipping lanes and interactions with other airship crews and uh, land lovers, as they're um, affectionately called in this world, yeah. not necessarily in Earth Dawn. Um, So with the rise of boat centered movies over the last 20 years or so with Disney's, uh, pirates of the Caribbean master and commander and such. And like I said, other TV shows based upon people living on a ship all at the same time. That's where you, there's a camaraderie aspect as well to air sailors that not necessarily everybody else gets because on a ship, you have to act like a team and you and five or six other air sailors all work in conjunction to keep your ship afloat and you know repel borders find jobs so forth and so on okay so
1: yeah that's 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 pretty good yeah the the (laughs) the um drawing the the uh like master and commander horatio hornblower to to use the the novels um Mm -hmm. or um uh pirates of the caribbean um like like basically the the concept that's coming in com, that comes up there is kind of like um classic um age of sail. Right. Like like yes. sort of like um eighteenth and nineteenth century pre industrial revolution, but basically like yeah, age uh, age of sail um mm-hmm. like before you get like you know, before you get steamships and stuff like that. Um Exactly. But yeah, so yeah, okay. this is all
0: sailing sailing and rowing.
1: Like that's so. and, and, and the and and using that as sort of the, the inspiration, actually, that, that works really well. Um,
0: cool. Yeah. So an Errol So I, I tell people who've tried or wanted to make an air sailor, not tried, but wanted to, um, I'm like, you have to have a little bit of daring do and a little bit of Errol Flynn. Yeah. A little bit of like Captain, character.
1: Captain blood. Um, I think is yes. the, the Errol like that sort of thing there, there is, um, a little bit of, of sword to them. Um, a bit, yes. not, not Swashburg quite the, yeah, not quite the, um, not quite the, the, the three musketeers level or Zorro. Or, or Zorro level that, that would typify a sword master. Um, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, there, there is definitely that, um, social and, and finesse aspect to, to the air sailor. Um, uh, the, the, the comparison that I like to make when kind of putting it within an Earthdon context, um, is the the classic comparison of the air sailor versus the sky raider, right? Yes, I do the same. Um, which is to say that that I've always likened the air sailor to the navy and the sky raider to the marines.
0: That's a different take on it.
1: Um, which, which is to say, like for example, um, there there is a very strong association, and we're gonna, I guess, briefly talk about sky raiders here just in within this context um we have to but that that because of the way it's typically presented that sky raiders are almost always viewed seen as trolls or very (laughs) troll culture centric um that even races that are not trolls tend to come from areas that are very heavily influenced by trolls, whether that be the twilight peaks or other higher mountain ranges where there are troll moots that would have sky Raiders. That it's a very sort of culturally Mm -hmm. troll thing. One of the things that I did in my long-term, one of my first long-term campaigns was actually set things up within the, uh, Navy. that Mm -hmm. there were the air sailors who would be the ones who would typically be sailing the ships and, um, you know, operating the the vessels and and whatnot, and that then the sky raiders that would go along with them would be the more combat troops. They would be the ones that would ride on the ship and then like do the ground assault or or go over to cross to attack the other ship, like that kind of thing. That there was a that there was a sense of the of the sky raider at least, or or setting up the sky raider so so to speak within the, the mm-hmm. context of the Thorlic Navy as the Heavy combatant as opposed to the one operating the ship and and there is a little bit of that that came through in the the redesign of i think of the discipline when it comes to fourth edition um and and part of that is I think leading on from the development that happened with the over the course of the of the game line as air sailors mm-hmm. and their role within the setting kind of got fleshed out. Uh, Because it was something that was added in later and not necessarily um, conceived from the ground up the way a lot of the other disciplines were. Fair.
0: Um, Yeah, I I, I can reference that with a line from a few good men. Uh, They're talking to the Marines. uh, The Navy characters are talking to the Marine characters and the Marines are like, yeah, we love you, Navy boys. Every time there's a fight, you guys give us a ride. (laughs)
1: Um, Now, that's not to say that the air sailors can't fight. Far from it. Oh no, no, they can fight. They, they yes. can fight. Um, they are not within the within the fourth edition framework. They are not considered a pure combat discipline. They are basically mm-hmm. sort of three tiers of, of three different groupings of of disciplines. There are the magicians. Um, there are which are you know, obviously the the spellcasters. There are the yes. what we generally term as the as the the combat ones. Uh, warrior, swordmaster, skyraider, um, cavalryman, cavalryman, beastmaster. I think is in that category. Archer, yes. uh, well, no, Archer mm-hmm. is, it technically is not. Um, beastmaster is, yes. And then there is the um, uh, the third group in which you have troubadour, weaponsmith, scout, thief, and and air sailor um, are specialists um yes that that basically um that that are not necessarily intended to be like top line frontline combatants air sailors can Mm -hmm. fight they do get some especially depending on how you build them they can actually be fairly decent combatants um but they do run into the the issue that their durability is not as high as the combat types. Yeah,
0: but that's how they're designed. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, exactly. Again, to 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 kind of put them within the, the the contrast to the sky raider. The sky raider is a combat discipline, and and is is yeah. built that way. Whereas the air sailor can fight, but has other uh, abilities. Um, one of the one of the themes that plays along really nicely and shows up a lot in Air Sailor if you look at their stuff, um, and this is both within the context of the original Discipline essay from First Edition, but also in in later mm-hmm. stuff, is the idea of uh, of a crew and the teamwork. Um, yes. So so that is a a popular theme that uh, that pops up with them and some of the the abilities that they have. Yeah, I I.
0: I... I liken them to one member of a football team because they have to work uh, completely together at all times to make sure their ship stays afloat. They stay on course. They get their cargo where they're supposed to be or pick up their cargo if that's what the case be. Mm-hmm. And so they don't generally operate independently, whereas most of the other disciplines can easily and actually sometimes prefer to to, off, to operate independently. Um, but the difference between the Air Sailor and Sky Raider, because we're going to make the same comparison when we talk about Sky Raiders way down the line, is it's in the name. There's the Air Sailor and the Sky Raider. And the Raider does exactly that. Yeah. They're built for combat. They're built to take over another ship. They're built to uh, bombard and uh, assault and so forth and so on. And the Air Sailor is not necessarily meant to do that Unless that's how you want to build your character, yeah. and if that is, play a Skyraider instead. Well, you I, I mean, you know, uh,
1: again, <laughs> you can you can absolutely build a combat focused air sailor. Yes, um, and as we look at some of their talent options, I'll we'll definitely point those out. Yeah. It's just that the the air sailor does not get the talents that support them being a heavy damage dealer mm-hmm. the way that Skyraider does. Um, Or the way that other more more combat focused disciplines tend to be built in terms of of the options that are available to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're they're not as blunt an object as a Sky Raider, just a warrior. They have a little bit more rounded edges to their uh, to their frame Mm -hmm. framework. So that being said, did anything change for the karma ritual? from any of the other previous editions to the fourth edition. I've not looked that one up. Um, I, I know you, t- you tend to, you tended to try and put new stuff in as much as you possibly. Yeah. Could, I mean, so. you know, we
1: like, yeah, I talked about this in, in another episode where, where we did try and do some things where we presented new or new approaches to old information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I, but I don't think broadly speaking, um, we did any drastic changes to the, the karma ritual for any of them, uh, any of the disciplines. I think the, the thing that I was looking for was any changes that were made were done primarily to make the sample or generic karma ritual that's presented be Mm -hmm. one that is usable in uh, a broader array of circumstances. Um, because I, Remember stories of people of game masters who would be rather um, harsh on their players um, by maybe putting them in circumstances where they were would not be able to perform their karma ritual.
0: Oh, that's just mean.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Well, like, for example, oh, the karma ritual is described in the book. And I don't remember whether this is for the air sailor or the sky raider or whatever, but like it required them to be under an open sky
0: this is for the air sailor you are correct
1: there you know a- and um and so consequently oh well i'm gonna have the group spend an extended period of time underground in a care oh sorry mm-hmm. air sailor you can't perform your karma ritual yeah. to to refill your karma mm-hmm. um given the approach that we that i had towards karma in fourth edition That was something that I wanted to try and avoid. And actually looking at the text now, it it does mention in the text here in fourth edition (laughs) does mention the open sky. Yes. Um, And this is one of those things where if I could go back, I don't know whether I would either um, change that or whether I would actually and I might have done this. Uh, I'm not going to go back and, and check the text specifically to, to make sure, but try and emphasize the fact that the karma ritual that is presented in the book is not the only karma ritual that is possible for that discipline. Yeah, it's an example um, of one. It, it is an example. I think every individual adepts karma ritual, while maybe broadly similar, mm-hmm. um, are, are going to have nuances and quirks and bits of individuality um, that highlight their relationship with the discipline um so and and certainly with my attitude towards karma in fourth edition especially Mm -hmm. um which is i want you to have it i want you to spend it i don't want there to be any uh headaches in terms of like having that available um you know i i don't want people to have karma rituals that basically cut them off from a from something, at least for extended periods of time. Yeah. Um,
0: well, because this one's easily modifiable. If I were a a player requesting you, the game master, uh, mm-hmm. to say, well, how about I just modify this so that I can use it anywhere instead of having to stare at an open sky? Yeah. I, I mean, that's just that's create. I can find something like a leaf, a large leaf, or uh, a blanket or something like that, and I can create my own breeze. And as long as the breeze hits my face, I can imagine that I'm air sailing through the sky on my next yeah. journey. Yeah. So or I, can or, yeah, it that or, I mean,
1: like like basically the, the the purpose of a karma ritual in general is yes. a way for the adept of any discipline to get in touch with the fundamental mystical philosophy that underlies their ability to do magic. Yeah. And being unable to perform their karma ritual would cut them off from the magic in a way that. I mean, it it can make for interesting stories, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But broadly speaking, um, it's not something that I want to see like. As as a as a as a hindrance rather than a role playing aid.
0: Yeah. So. I just I I I was just asking if anything did ultimately change but I think you clarified enough which is to say any karma ritual listed in any of the books is an example and yeah. so first edition second third fourth whatever all of those are examples. If you want to make your own, I think even in the first edition, it said, please do so yeah. and consult with your game master about I can use this. Where can't I use this? Could I ever be um, handicapped if I, this is my karma ritual somewhere? Yeah. As I said, mean, underground. you know, uh, so,
1: and again, it's within the context of how karma worked in, say, first edition, yes. where you could only buy so many points per day and you needed legend points to purchase them and and a very different philosophical approach to how karma worked within the framework of that rule structure yes um i think having a situation where you might not be able to perform your karma ritual um is a is a different context and a different circumstance than it would be say in fourth edition um because the idea being that maybe your air sailor your karma ritual would not be um able to be performed while you're underground in a care but Mm -hmm. because of your ability to build up a pool and have a pool to draw from that is independent of a particular like narrative time frame yeah um whether that be a a scene or a story or whatever Mm -hmm. um that that you could have a situation where you know, basically by going underground and spending an extended period of time underground, that could cause problems for an air sailor mm-hmm. um, because they are not in touch with the open sky and the, the things that make them what they, are. they are. Yeah. Um, and so and so consequently, having that magical resource be drained and to potentially have that be a concern. I mean, that's something that could even work within within fourth edition. Mm-hmm. Um, within, within a limited context, uh, assuming it's something that the player is on board with, um, and is willing to explore as a, as an option. Um, you know, a, again, you are collaborating with your player group. You are not, um, imposing your will or, or dictating to them how things, um, are, are supposed to go. If they're on board with, with doing that kind of exploration and role-playing and whatnot, fantastic. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, and, and understand that it might not be something that you wanted to do for a really long period of time. Um, because the, um, uh, the, the rules within a certain context do expect you to, um, have, um, have karma available. And again, you're looking at the different size karma pools and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, generally speaking, you're probably, again, given that The Player's Guide was the first book that I was really working on, mm-hmm. um, there there were probably not as drastic changes uh, to that uh, as you would see if perhaps I were to sit down with that experience and start over from scratch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll save that for fifth edition, which is eons away. So I think it was really cool that fourth edition listed... The half magic abilities for each discipline and the air sailors, I think is very cool because it's knowledge of airships designs, trade routes, flight paths, maintenance, repair, construction of airships, which is again, like I said, they are crew Mm -hmm. of a ship and not just the assaulting force launched from a ship.
1: Sure. Yeah. Half magic was a concept that was added later on in Mm -hmm. first editions run. It was something that was added in, I, I believe in the adepts way. I um, believe so it was right. relatively early in the, the development of, of the game, but it was not something that was there from the very beginning, at least as an, as an audience, like as a, as a consumer of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things about Earthdawn as a system, especially with its focus on disciplines as the primary characters and their magical talents, it does not have, broadly speaking, as robust a generic a, a a mundane skill system mm-hmm. um as you would find say in other games like shadow run yeah um or or you know things like that um and i think and and that's a, that's that's an intentional design choice i think because the the focus of the game is on the the magical abilities and you don't necessarily want to dilute that with added by adding on a huge amount of of mundane skills that aren't really related to the focus of the disciplines. The role that half magic plays within that context, and and it always kind of has, is to act as a substitute for all of the stuff that these people should know and be able to do simply by virtue of who they are. Yes. Without needing to worry about spending points to build up Uh, you know, a whole bunch of knowledge and non-disciplined skills to reflect those abilities.
0: Yeah, I I look at Half Magic as your character has grown up in this world and would know this stuff. You don't. And A, I don't, I'm in a landlocked state. I've not been on a whole lot of boats in my entire life, and I've certainly never been on a boat in the air. So (laughs) (laughs) there's that. My character has grown up wanting to do this following this path and would know this stuff inherently and right. that's what half magic is there for
1: yeah and, and the the half magic the 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 step of half magic in previous editions it was half of the character's circle mm-hmm. rounded up um and I you know the 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 change to make it just equal to circle um was largely just a a number simplicity sort of thing yes um you know for for anybody who might have had that thought um you know i you know it, it can go either way it's just simply that oh it's easier to just add your circle rather than um have half to figure out oh half round like to to just i mean not that the math is hard but it's just an extra step that you might have to go through to, to figure things out, yeah, and um,
0: we talked earlier about too much record keeping as far as uh, a number of how do I find this step or uh, record yeah. keeping on legend points. Just your your half magic is so much simpler without doing half it and round it up. Okay, just yeah.
1: Def- so I mean, yeah. so 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 broadly speaking, half magic should should be able to, in my opinion, does does like designers intent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Half magic is supposed to basically cover. Any of the knowledges that that a practitioner of that discipline should have. The limits of which obviously will vary from campaign to campaign, which is why half magic is kind of generally vague anyway. Yes. But they but it should cover any of it should cover any of the knowledge skills that that a practitioner of that discipline should have. Yeah. Um, and any kind of basic practical skills that are not provided by an existing talent that they Mm -hmm. get um fair you know and and when we get into some of the other disciplines we'll we'll see examples where we specifically like made that clear um Mm -hmm. where it wasn't in previous editions so that's the you know so, so that's the the general intent um you know you generally shouldn't be able to do anything super fancy with your half magic but you should be able to know stuff and do basic stuff
0: yeah it's it's more information gathering and just a little help along the way to say, yeah, would my character know this? Roll some dice. Yes, they would. That's it. Yep. It's it's more and, and, fulfilling and your the, professional and, experience. And
1: the yeah. And, and the more experienced you become, mm-hmm. the 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 better you get at it. You know, when you've got a, an experienced journeyman, you know, seventh or eighth circle adept or, you know, in this case, air sailor, mm-hmm. they're going to know a lot more than a yeah. uh, uh, wet behind the ears. um you know deckhand totally
0: yeah not quite the ten thousand hour rule but it's something along those lines so uh okay now we have to talk about talents because we're you know half an hour in haven't touched the fun stuff um so i think we talk about discipline talents first
1: yeah Yeah, okay
0: so first circle discipline talents
1: so first off first off air sailors we're going to talk about free talents okay Right, they get they a free get, talent. Sorry, they get a free talent. This was something that that we introduced in fourth edition, um, and I was uh, in the course of simplify in the course of restructuring and simplifying in some regards how disciplines were set up, mm-hmm. um, trying to remove, um, for lack of a better term, uh, dead space yes. in their selections. That there are that some disciplines have things that they really need to have, Mm -hmm. but that might not necessarily that that either that they need to have just conceptually or should be, you know, or like fit thematically, but might not necessarily be used a lot. Because while the air sailor is a discipline that in theory functions and, and operates around an airship, you can have an air sailor in a game and you can have a game that does not revolve actually around airships that much. Yes. Um, and and then it would be kind of annoying, I think, as a player of an air sailor to have as their free set, sa- they get the free talent air sailing. But to have mm-hmm. that as a standard talent that you would need to spend legend points to To raise in yeah. order to reflect that you have this increased ability, if it doesn't come into play that much, and so that's what the that's what the free talents are, and all of the 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 specialists that I mentioned earlier they they all they're all the ones that get a free talent, mm-hmm. and that free talent basically reflects their shtick, the thing that they should be able to do, and you just you get it for free, it increases. And it basically reflects that you can do the thing that you're supposed to be able to do.
0: I call those the big D, the big U, the big H. Duh. You should get yeah. that no matter what. Right. And you're right. Air sailors getting their air sailing talent for free. Done. Yep. Big duh. Yeah. The the the, the
1: the the one sort of, you know, so you've got the, the air sailing for air sailor. You've got entertainer for troubadour, which basically allows them to have a talent that allows them to do any kind of performance related stuff Mm -hmm. that makes sense you've got craftsmen for um weaponsmith and that's actually where kind of it came from originally was looking at weaponsmith and say one of the problems with weaponsmith is they should be able to like make weapons and armor among other stuff Mm -hmm. but the only real way for that to happen within the framework of the rules in previous editions was for them to sink legend points into the skill unless you just made it a half magic ability um And so it kind of came along those lines from the thinking thinking of there. So they get they are air sailing for free, so they can they can always make rolls on that. They don't Mm -hmm. need to spend legend points. There's an optional rule in the companion that um, you can use to to increase your free talents if you want to. um, If for some reason you've got a talent that you want to increase higher than just your circle, equivalent to your circle, yeah, Um, that's fine. Cool. Um, But you know, again, you get it, you should have it, but you don't need to worry about. Oh, I'm wasting legend points on something that. Um, should I should that.
0: get experience for just by doing it because this is what I do for a living, right
1: and and part of that this is, what is what a recognition me. of how the advancement changed with regards to needing to purchase discipline talents as opposed to having uh, a little bit more option in like what talents you would actually increase to qualify for in in first and second edition
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and so recognizing that you know well okay Air sailors need to have air sailing. Therefore, we need to give it to them as a disciplined talent. This is in third edition. Yes. Um, therefore, they have to spend points in it in order to increase. But if we have a game that doesn't deal with airships or air sailing that much, they are basically sinking a bunch of legend points into something they never use. Yeah. So, well, let's give it to them for free. It's not overpowered for them to have it. No. You know, I, I, I don't think within the framework of everything else, it is not game breaking for them to have this, you know,
0: no, non-combat
1: ability that basically lets them do their thing
0: yeah because it's not a since it's not a combat oriented thing there's no inherent power available to it to to overbalance a game it's how to fly a ship (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which yes could save your butt in the right circumstances by all means saving the party however it's not going to be called into effect at every single combat
1: round it's yep air sailing so 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 yeah by by the free talent they can spend karma on that and then as happens actually with several of the specialist disciplines Mm -hmm. their first circle karma ability uh they may spend karma once per round on any action taken while on board an airship which includes air sailing yes it's location based Um, so so they can but but they can double up that basically means that they can double up on spending karma on an air sailing test they can spend one karma on it for being a yeah well, this is, this is something we have talked about every, <laughs> elsewhere, but yes. basically the rules on karma spending, um, you can spend multiple karma as long as the source of each karma point is from a different thing. Mm-hmm. It being a talent for your discipline is one source. If you have a, a, a discipline karma ability, mm-hmm. that is a second source. Yep. Um, and so that, that would allow you to spend two. Um, if there are other things that you get from other places that allow you to spend karma, then you could do that as well. But generally speaking, you're looking at the ability to maybe spend two points of karma, specifically on air sailing, but then a karma on any test that you make on an airship, which includes maybe skill checks yeah. or, you know, things maybe that are that are other talents or whatever. So, So basically, air sailors are good on airships. They therefore have the ability to spend karma to get that edge when doing things on it.
0: Right. So if you say you've got a rank one in air sailing, use your first circle, and your attribute's is step six, you're rolling a step seven, so you've got a D12 for air sailing. Then mm-hmm. you add karma to it, because it's a free talent, and you're rolling a D12 plus a D6, and then you want to spend a point of karma on it, you've got a D12 and two D6 to get your air right. sailing done. Yeah, you should be good at that. <laughs> cool. Uh, so discipline talents, the ones that you automatically get these are standard again: uh, big D, big U, big H um, talents that you are going to have. Automatically avoid blow, which I think you should yep. be as a swashbuckler. Climbing because you have to climb the rigging. Yep. Uh, melee weapons because you have to fight. Um, yep. And air weaving because everybody gets weaving, and yep. then wind catcher, one of my absolute favorites.
1: Yep. Um, basically, looking at this is this is the this is the the rank scrub. This is the brand new um, you know fresh out of the academy with a hire sailor yeah um wet behind the ears um you know melee weapons so that they can they can fight if they need to there is an expectation obviously when because your airships are a target for raiders yep um and so you need to be able to defend yourself avoid um you know so so to to drive off attackers avoid blow to avoid you know to try and not get killed when you are in a fight the most obviously. useful
0: discipline most useful talent in the entire game sorry avoid blow one,
1: one of certainly <laughs> up there um yes. climbing um, obviously for, for scaling the rigging and, and things like that, we'll mm-hmm. come back to that here in just a moment. Yeah. Um, air, air weaving, which is the, the thread weaving variant for air sailor, all disciplines in fourth edition get their thread weaving at first circle, yes. um, because of the removal of karma ritual as a separate talent, mm-hmm. which in previous editions was sort of a representation of how attuned you were to your discipline because it reflected how quickly you could re, refund your, or rebuild your karma pool. Yes um since we got rid of karma ritual and as as a separ- as its own distinct thing mm-hmm. what would we have in that place at first circle that would reflect one a character's attunement to their discipline thread weaving is the one that everybody that everybody gets uniquely um the fact that it would allow people to start using um magic weapons magic items earlier is a bonus yes um and I mean, I never thought it was a huge problem that everybody except spellcasters didn't get it until Fourth Circle later on. I didn't either. Um, I I didn't really. I I, I think the advancement through the novice circles are fast enough. um, And I think that making it so that thread items don't become accessible until you've got a little bit more experience in the game um, is a nice thing. But, you know, there are people who didn't like it. And so moving thread weaving to First Circle compared to previous editions basically does Does the job philosophically that karma ritual did and opens up something um that that would make people happy uh, yes. going forward
0: yeah um, and, we could and, then, put and second then wind and catcher just fine too
1: and and then wind catcher in the unfortunate instance that you fall overboard <laughs> um, in theory <laughs> yes. allows you to um to to survive a fall um obviously at, at low ranks it is less useful yeah and um, less be,
0: likely you're to survive but yeah
1: um well it's not i think it's only what a, a difficulty six to um i think yes. it's just a flat difficulty like the difficulty is just it's a flat number it's not based on um how far, any kind how far of, you're
0: falling or anything like that yeah yeah
1: like the um wind catcher let's see yeah it's it's a it's a difficulty six
0: yes open um, that up
1: now you know um
0: but you you can safely fall from a maximum height equal to your rank plus, times 100 yards so yeah so if i you're mean 500 yards up in your you know first circle you're
1: you're a lot don't fall over more um, yeah and there and, and there was actually a discussion that i saw i forget where now off the top of my head i think mm-hmm. it was on on um on a forum maybe or possibly in our discord where somebody was saying oh well that limit doesn't matter because you just wait to activate it until you are that distance from the ground it's like that. Uh, that's not the intention. No. <laughs> um, first off, there's a thing called terminal velocity, and actually, how long it takes to fall yes. is you know actually doesn't take that long to fall. You know, no, a few think, hundred yards. I think to reach so terminal to, velocity to, takes to, about
0: twelve yeah. seconds. I think is the maximum, um, which is basically I mean around. Obviously, the obviously the the
1: falling <laughs> rules we 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 do not like. We do not have worked out the physics involved and how long it takes to fall and stuff like that. Um, but The idea being that if you are higher than your wind catcher safe distance, Mm -hmm. you're out of luck. The wind catcher is not going to help you. No. Um, I think... Falling is bad. I I, I don't know whether in previous editions... I don't... uh, Whether there was an option, maybe a knack or something that would allow you to subtract your... air If you were falling farther than your safe wind catcher height to like, subtract that distance from the distance fallen
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, in terms of maybe reducing damage from the fall. Um, But I don't know how practical that actually is um, when you're talking about, you know, it's like it's probably okay when you're falling like 120 yards. But when you're falling like 400, the difference uh, between the damage from a 300 yard fall and a 400 yard fall yeah. is probably not going to save your life.
0: No, it's, um, it's instead of breaking 200 bones, you're gonna break all 216. That's it.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so like you, like that's what you get as a first circle. Those, those five discipline talents, um, everybody gets those and they are the, the, the really like basic starting toolkit for uh, an air sailor.
0: Yeah. Because um, those you're going to use forever and those should be your core skills you learn when you first hop on the boat. And decided to, right. to follow this path. So, now, yes. the
1: the one thing, yeah, the one thing that I wanna that I wanna call out here is climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, climbing is sometimes pointed to as a problem for windling air sailors. Um, be, because the idea being, well, they can fly, why would they need to climb? Um, I recognize that. Yeah. Keep in mind from our discussion about windlings a few episodes ago. Yes. Um, they cannot fly all the time, correct?
0: They can't maintain that. Um
1: they yeah, yeah, they they can't, I mean if if they're just like flying, you know, up and down on the airship that that's probably okay, mm-hmm. but if there are uh, storms, which you are frequently going to run into, rain, high winds, things like that, oh, when you air. are sailing yeah. at altitude, you you may want to you know, go the old-fashioned way as opposed to to flying because windlings are not very heavy they don't have a lot of mass um they you will know, get carried a away in that, a strong
0: that, breeze
1: yeah um so so that is something to keep in mind if you really are dead set against a windling air sailor your windling air sailor having climbing um i hereby give the game master permission to uh swap out climbing for another, like one of the options that's listed Mm -hmm. in its place and have that be a disciplined talent. Um, so, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, actually good options for, for that might be distract, um, first impression, um, speak language. Um,
0: probably not great leap for a windling. So,
1: well, yeah, again, great, (laughs) like great leap, you know, um, again, one of those things that like, why would you want to take that when you can fly? Exactly. Um, But but acrobatic uh,
0: defense, I will always be in in favor of acrobatic yeah. defense.
1: Yeah. Ac- acrobatic defense that's that's not a bad one. Um so yeah. we're kind of touching on the the options that are available and mm-hmm. you can pick one of these at each of your circles. The novice options we've got acrobatic defense. Yep. Um this basically allows you to boost your physical defense um in combat against groups uh of enemies uh making it harder for them to hit you. Yes. Um distract which is um a hey, look, new talent there. that was in which is well, it's a new talent that was introduced in fourth edition. <laughs> yes. Um, the idea being that you um and, and it's it's a it is a teamwork talent. Distract on its own doesn't really do anything. Distract works really well when you have allies that can take advantage of the fact that you have distracted your target. Yes. You're, it's it's like it's kind of like taunt. Um, in some respects, but it is intentionally designed to allow to like draw uh, the target's attention to you so that your friends can take advantage of that and flank them and get blindside bonuses and, and, you know, basically things like that. Yeah. Um, so it works really well when you've got a, when you've got groups, um, it works really well, um, especially, uh, thieves love, uh, characters that have distract talent. Yes. Because if you distract someone and, and you, when 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 a target is distracted, they are basically considered to be open to surprise strike damage. Mm-hmm. So that like that's a, like we tried to build in some synergies like that in some of the, the talent selections. Yeah. Um, first, and her- first impression and
0: distract harkens back to the whole teamwork aspect that. Right. Well, exactly. Are yeah.
1: On. Uh, yes. on, on its own, on its own, distract is if you are alone, distract is not going to do anything to help you. Yeah. Distract is going to help you when your allies then are able to take down the target faster because they catch them off guard.
0: Yes. And air sailors so get that, that it is, uh, at novice talent options and sky raiders don't get it until uh journeyman. So there's the difference. Yeah, folks. There's I don't, difference.
1: I'm surprised. I'm surprised that sky raiders actually get it at all. Um, <laughs> I just looked it up. So I had to make war, sure. war. I know, I know warriors get it as an option early Um swordmasters I think get it as an option early because it's kind of thematically appropriate for, for both of them but I'm actually surprised that the Sky Raiders get it. It doesn't actually, it's not a huge surprise, but it's not something that I would immediately think of as being in the typical Sky Raider bag of tricks. Yeah. Fair. No worries. Um, fir- First impression, social talent. Yes. Great leap is just... useful, not only for the ability to cross distances, but also in its secondary role as working as an avoid blow against um, uh, environmental threats. Like, mm-hmm collapsing sails falling rigging you know broken mast things like that yes um basically the ability to jump free uh to avoid taking damage from something like that gotcha um uh haggle obviously uh social again a a social talent um one that is like in the role of air sailors as merchants like working on merchant ships and whatnot Mm -hmm. to be able to to negotiate the the price of the cargo um that's worthwhile maneuver is another um combat talent yes love uh, that is one that allows you to boost your physical defense against a or allows you to to basically um get a bonus to your physical defense against a particular target and enhance mm-hmm. your attack against them yes um navigation should speak for itself yeah. obviously as a sailor you would have the not not all air sailors are going to be navigators mm-hmm. um, and i wouldn't allow uh an air sailor to use half magic to navigate no um, but there are air sailors that will like, there will be a navigator on the ship. There are air sailors that will know that. So it is an option for them, uh, totally. speak language again, obviously as a, um, social, uh, ability, yeah. um, Part of your you know, being able to, to talk to people who might not speak the, the common tongue mm-hmm. taunt, um, kind of serves the, the same role as distract, um, with a little bit less of a, uh, more focused on just kind of debuffing the enemy, Um, Yeah, that's your swashbucklers uh, I'm going to talk. Yeah, that's 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 a little bit of the of the proto swordmaster influence creeping in there. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a talent that is more useful solo um, than than distract and then uh, throwing weapons. Um, Not every air sailor is going to need ranged weapons to range combat, Mm -hmm. but throwing weapons is the one that they would have because typically an air sailor likely would have a knife. Or um, a belaying pin, maybe, or something like that that yeah. they would have that they could that they could throw. Mm-hmm. Um, missile weapons. When you're talking about like um, bows and crossbows, not really along the lines of of thinking uh, when it comes to like the the age of sail concept. No, no. Um, that that there might very well be crewmen on an airship that have those, but they might be say a multidisciplined archer air sailor yeah or even possibly um an archer who just happens to pick up air sailing as a skill because it is available as, as a as a skill it is not exclusively a, a magical ability yes. yeah um, but I, I because there there will be there will be maybe adepts of other disciplines on airships who mm-hmm. are not necessarily air sailors but still funk fill a role and so like an elementalist would be a valuable addition to uh to an air sail, to an totally. airship crew yes And so there, there would be some of those, some of those as well. So, so those are all, those are all options. And obviously, you know, basically the, the, and you can end up over the course of your, your novice four circles, get four of those. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, not like 10, choices, I think. Yeah. So you're not going to be able to pick all of them, but the ones that you pick, you know, you basically pick like, are you going to be making a character? Like, is your role in the group going to be, because charisma is an important attribute For air sailors, charisma, decks, and willpower. Um, If you're if you're going to be like a higher charisma and maybe like if your group doesn't have a troubadour, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Is your group going to like, are you going to end up being like the face person, like the front man of the crew? Yes. And needing to pick up the the social talents. And then you pick up like first impression, speak language, haggle, um, you know, things like that. Taunt. Taunt. Um, which is, which is, you know, uh, charisma based Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to um, distract, which I think is, is not, what is distract? Uh, Distract? No, distract is also charisma based. So they're they're both charisma based. You know, are you going to be making more of a, does your group maybe not have as strong a uh, close combat setup? Mm -hmm. Well, then you might want to be looking at like distract, Acrobatic defense maneuver, yeah, a great you know great leap, things like that that allow you to handle the combat aspect of things a, a little bit better, yeah, you know, or you know maybe a, a little bit of both, where mm-hmm. your your group might have a, a like a strong situation, like a, a strong representation in a particular sort of role, yeah, but you might pick up some things to help supplement that,
0: yeah. If you've only got um, three or four players, then you need to broaden your your aspects and what you want to choose as well. And I thought of a good reason for throwing weapons versus missile weapons. Missile weapons, like you said, bows, crossbows, and things like that, would possibly get caught in the rigging if they're slung around you and would mess up your going up and down and around the ship. Whereas a thrown weapon is very small, handheld, can be tucked in a pocket or held between your teeth. Again, swashbucklers.
1: Yeah. And or, so, yeah, or just like so, uh, just like a belt knife or something like yeah, that. So yeah,
0: just the practical, physical aspects of it, I see throwing weapons completely on your side on that one. Yeah. Yeah, so heading into second circle, third and fourth, before we get to Journeyman, your automatic discipline talents are awareness, which is a enhanced version of just a perception role, because you're specifically looking for something.
1: Yeah, basically, you know, and and again, sort of the idea that you you have like say the the um, crewman up in the up in the crow's nest, um, or the person keeping watch, kind of looking out for for hazards, not only maybe attack other attacking ships, but wildlife or environmental hazards, like being able to see a storm in enough time to um, avoid it, yeah. or or batten down the hatches or or whatever, or um, even looking for so, a
0: landmark on the ground below your ship. Yeah. Um, so. That
1: that so that that greater ability to spot things, um, you know, is it's it's it's, 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 it's incredibly thing. valuable.
0: Yes. Third circle, you get empathic sense. So tell me tell me why that one was in there.
1: Um, that is a talent that is strongly reliant on the, the teamwork theme.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's basically one where the the bonds between crewmen take on an almost mystical aspect right Yes. that that you that you start to sense how your fellow crewmen feel um and that and that helps you work together and you know deal with problems and and things like that so it's 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 in the the theme of the of the teamwork and and social aspects
0: so almost like a camaraderie thing yeah if you decide yep. to use it and check on your on your crew uh, and then a fourth circle they get wound balance, which i've always loved. I've never liked the way it's been worded as far as titled, sorry, titled Wound Balance, but I know it's for uh, preventing a knockdown, which on right, a ship yeah. is a fantastic thing that you don't go overboard. So yeah. I can absolutely um, I mean, see it, why it, that yeah, one is there. It's,
1: it's, it's called Wound Balance because the primary function, the primary, funct- the, the primary knockdown tests primarily result from suffering wounds yes um but it can apply to any time that you are making a knockdown test if somebody is intentionally like attack using the attack to knock down combat option things yes. like that yeah so so any time that you might risk um being knocked down you would you would roll that totally. and again a useful a useful ability to have on an airship to uh, a, yeah not to know.
0: not to go overboard and then so let's cover the discipline talents for five six seven and eight and then we'll go back to the options so Fifth circle, again, a social thing, heartening laugh. You can boost up your own yep. crew with that
1: or your yep. own allies. It helps, helps, shake off, helps shake off fear, which is really, really nice when you consider that the primary rival of the air sailor is the Skyraider, yes. who has the fear-based battle shout and battle bellow. mm mm-hmm. So they can just um, laugh. So the, the heartening laugh will help counteract that. Yes. Um, Want to mention before we move on to the other talents, the, the fifth mm-hmm. circle discipline ability collaborate. Oh, sorry. Um, Pass very, very strong teamwork theme there. As a simple action, um, the, the air sailor can take one strain to give an ally a plus two bonus to a test towards achieving a common goal. Nice. All they need to do is describe how they are helping and they can provide a, a plus two bonus to a, a friend's Getting test. Getting it done. Yeah. Cool. Um, and like again, strong, strong teamwork theme. I love it. That works. Uh, six circle. And why would you not get air dance as an air sailor? Come on. Well, yeah. So <laughs> so it's an it's an initiative booster, um, you know, basically that that it allows you to act more quickly mm-hmm. The the air dance theme, the, the air elemental theme that kind of goes along almost without saying for an air sailor. Really, really useful. It's a it's a nice combat talent and does provide the option for um, additional attacks um, which is not something that is baked into the air sailor progression the way that it is with say a swordmaster or a warrior. Yeah. Um, air dance becomes available much earlier to those disciplines, mm-hmm. but it but it does does open up that as a sort of combat option.
0: Yeah, fair. Going into seventh circle, inspire others again, teamwork and the camaraderie aspect of yep. the air sailor discipline, and then mm-hmm. eighth circle, lion heart
1: is another f- anti fear talent.
0: Yeah. And when you're, you know, sometimes a thousand feet up in the air on yep. a, a boat <laughs> in the storm, by all means, Lionheart, you need that on there as, as well.
1: Yep. Yep. Basically, basically what what Lionheart does is it allows you if you are affected by a a fear effect, it increases your ability to shake it off. Yeah. Um Really, you know, your resolve. really, really helpful against sky raiders again, <laughs> um, but also against horrors um, or anything else that that would be imposing, um, you Any from kind sky. of, of fear based, yeah, fear based penalties to totally. you.
0: Totally, yeah. So uh, as I said, as, as as you asked me the elevator pitch, they are uh, very brave because yeah. they're doing the really hard work on a boat a thousand feet up with no lifeline, and if you fall overboard, it's not water you're diving into; it's air. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a whole lot of things in here to improve your resolve, resist fear
1: and resist getting scared. So, and, and, and work together with your, with your crew, yeah. whoever that may be.
0: So this being the survival guide in uh, the podcast, uh, we'll go through the talent options in, at journeyman level. So air speaking,
1: um, allows communication with, uh, fellow crewmen. Um, you know, when you're working on an airship and perhaps it's loud because of combat or because you're at opposite ends or you're up on the, uh, you're, you know you're up at the top of the mast, um, you know, nice. basically being able to, to, to communicate and, and make yourself heard. Yeah. yeah or just um, high winds and you can't
0: hear anything there Yeah, or high
1: winds. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, battle bellow again, same thing the sky Raiders get, which is, uh, yep. instill fear in your opponent, uh, conceal object. Always love that idea.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, useful for those, those small, uh, weapons and whatnot. Yeah. Uh,
0: engaging banter again, social aspect, which is, uh, yep. holding the attention.
1: That's yeah. That, when that's one that is intended in some ways to, Perhaps forestall or avoid combat. Mm-hmm. Um, again, sort of a, a social, distracting kind of kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's your swashbuckler there. I will yep. taunt you a second time. No, kidding. Etiquette, of course. They know
1: etiquette. Straightforward. Yeah, yeah. They know the
0: proper ways of doing things, especially as far as engaging in uh, merchant back and forth. Yeah, but well, within
1: within any kind of yeah. of social context. Yes, whether that's you know in in a uh C D, you know, uh Rundown dock, bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, C D dockside bar mm-hmm. or, you know, in, in the um the the high value uh you know flowing with uh, silver treasuries of of the the merchant princes kind of Well, and
0: going back to your whole aspect of perhaps they're uh, the real world example, they're the Navy. There's an etiquette to certain things. There's an order and chain of command to a ship, Mm -hmm. and there is a proper procedure for doing certain things either on the ship or off the ship, and how to conduct yourself off the ship too. So
1: Yeah, and, and, and a recognition of there are, there are certain ways to behave and, and the ability to do that within other social contexts as well.
0: Yeah, uh, and I know two of, them, the next, two of them on the rest of the list uh, remind me of the whole swashbuckling aspect of Errol Flynn. Uh, graceful exit.
1: Yeah, graceful exit, a, a way to get out of combat uh, when it has already started. Yep. Um, leadership, obviously, if you're going to be talking about a, a crew... Yes. Um, when you start getting into journeyman circles, you're going to have, um, you know, officers and uh, you know first mates and captains and things like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, anyone who's going to be taking a leadership role on a ship is is probably going to have leadership as a talent, if not a skill.
0: And even if you're, not, and if even if you're the only air sailor in your entire party of, of say swordmaster warrior and so forth, you're going to be able to want to pull them together as a team because Mm -hmm. that's the formation that you're used to operating in and your leadership would be useful for that. And of course, if you have battle bellow and things like that, you have to have resist taunt because you want
1: to be able to resist taunt. Yeah. Whereas, um, the, um, the, the lion heart and heartening laugh, which are discipline talents, which like directly counteract sort of the fear Mm -hmm. resist taunt is the kind of broad based, like social, basically anything that targets social defense. Yes. Um, it is can can potentially be shaken off um or avoided with, through the use of resist taunt. Yeah. Love um, love that one. you know gen- generally speaking the 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 reflexive defensive talents the the three of them being avoid blow resist taunt and um uh steel thought. Oh, love steel thought. Um right. <laughs> uh um generally speaking we try to give at least two like try to give them as as options mm-hmm. to like as as many times as we can to make them as options so that if people decide that they want them they have them available yes um it it um and obviously resistant where where yeah, basically it was a trade off of like okay do we like again looking at we have a limited number of choices of discipline talents yes well it's it makes more sense where the air sailors are like more likely to be coming into conflict with sky raiders for those directly fear related talents mm-hmm. which do not necessarily target social defense to to have those built baked into the standard progression and have resistant as an option for those who want to go into that kind of more social uh you know, social direction. Yeah.
0: I can't see it as being a standard that everybody should have as one of as opposed to just one of those, depending upon your campaign, you might need it. You might not Yep. take it. If you want it, second weapon always found useful for, uh, again, the swashbuckling aspect. That wasn't the one I'm referring to that.
1: that, Yeah. That gives you, that gives you, um, your, that gives you a a second attack. Um, if you are going to be going with more of a combat build, there are not as many, Combat options that are available to journeyman—you you might have noticed as we go through these. Yep. Um, second weapon and um, surprise strike—the other option that that we hadn't gotten to yet—are yes. really the 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 strongest combat choices in there. Mm-hmm. That mostly there are talents in in their option list that allow you to refine the role, or perhaps if you're going on a more combat-themed build, you know you you might take things like battle bellow you know uh as, as one of your options um
0: yeah by fourth th- circle that kind of thing yeah by fourth circle but, but definitely uh, if you're if you're still engaging in more combat yes battle bellow second weapon surprise strike second right surprise I mean strike. And, and
1: again looking looking at surprise strike remember what i was talking about earlier with with distract the distract talent basically sets up the target to be susceptible to surprise strike yes so building that synergy where some um you know like you because both of those are options you might have on a crew some members of the crew have distract and others have the surprise strike and mm-hmm. they will work together you know to take advantage of of the synergy totally. um uh, of those talents
0: yeah and surprise strike is the is the second one i thought of completely
1: when in uh, swashbuckling came to mind mm mm-hmm. mhm Yep. it just does. Um, so, so we're we're going to avoid the um, because it's in a separate book. We're gonna we're not, and we're getting like we're at an hour. Yeah. Um. So, oh, so we're not going to go into the 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 warden and master talent no. selections. Higher circles um, for
0: later, much we'll, later.
1: We we might revisit those after we've done kind of the 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 basics for everybody. Yeah. Um. But th- you know that's that's a, an air sailor. Um. The the important attributes as listed. Most of the talents in the list are based, you know, charisma and dexterity are the most common willpower Mm -hmm. is is good because um, of Lionheart and willpower just in general helps resist fear uh, and gives you a a good um, will give you a decent uh, mystic armor as well. Mm -hmm. But but generally speaking, if you're going to be playing an air sailor, you like we were saying earlier, you can fight, but don't expect necessarily to be able to dish out. The amounts of damage that um, your warriors and sky raiders and sword masters and yeah, you're not beast masters, you're not the heavy. You can get yeah, in there, you're, you're, and mix it. You're up. You're not the heavy. Not you not the can heavy. get in there and mix it up. And generally speaking, you know, you might want to even put a little bit more of an emphasis on dexterity just to make yourself a, a little bit harder to hit yes. on, and to rely on on speed. Look, look more towards the sword master paradigm. Uh, mm-hmm. Of combat, as opposed to the the warrior or skyraider paradigm. Yes, you know you're you're not the heavy. You can mix it up, but also look at, you know, again as as a member of a crew. If you are an air sailor in a group, one of the things that you should be looking at from a from a gameplay and role playing perspective mm-hmm. is your 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 group is your crew, and you should be looking at, at ways to maximize. The, the synergies and find out the tactics and, and strategies that work best um, for your group. Yeah, you,
0: the other um, talents and, your other players, uh, your other characters have that you can, you know, bounce off of.
1: Right. Um, air, air sailors, depending depending on the group and who's playing them and whatnot, air sailors actually can make pretty, can make very effective, um, like, sort of second string, they can make good second string fighters. Mm-hmm. They can make really effective um, front men, face men. Yeah. Um, with their with their social aspect and whatnot and culturally um, they have a certain amount of cachet within the setting of bar save yep and they they can make uh, they make and so and or and or uh, along with that sort of decent group leaders. yeah
0: you so know, if there's not
1: somebody else if there's not somebody else who is sort of stepping forward and filling a leadership role, that is something that, that an air sailor, even if they don't necessarily take the leadership talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is, that is a role that they, you know, where
0: they would inherently try to pull that off.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe in certain situations, they might be the one that would take the lead in terms of organizing what needs to be done and and things like that. So yeah, that, that's, that's the, that's the air sailor.
0: Yeah. And there's your survival guide to it.
1: Yeah. And, and we will maybe have to devote a later episode because I was thinking we might talk about this, but we got Going, yeah, um, and and talking about <laughs> airships and the role of an airship maybe within a game. Yes, um, you know, jot this down as the notes for for a later episode. But mm-hmm. the the roles of airships not only within Bar Save, but. The, the The role of airships in an, in your actual like day to day campaign and, and how you might be able to take advantage of that we probably won't visit that like right away no. but uh but something but something on the the line there because the the air sailor and, and we may touch on this when we talk about um, cavalrymen mm-hmm. um uh, a little bit um as well is that um focusing uh, don't don't be overly concerned about focusing on airships if you have an air sailor in your group. Um, although keep in mind that that is something that a player who chooses an air sailor probably wants that to be a factor
0: yeah, a prominent role at least
1: or you know and and so you know maybe try and occasionally put them in situations where where they can they can really shine uh in those circumstances, yeah, um, but there are not a lot of airships um and so you know there may be air sailors who do not have a ship that they are working on for one reason or another and have adopted some ragtag band of 'er ne'er-do-wells as their crew.
0: Yeah, that works.
1: I like that idea. I think that'll that'll wrap us up well, I think.
0: I think you are right. Uh, I I can't say we've exhausted or or flogged this dead horse, but I think we're done. (laughs) Um, And now that we've covered air sailors by all means. Uh, thank you for listening. Everybody drop us a line. Let us know what your thoughts are on air sailors, uh, at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. And it is time for you to go make your own air sailing legend.
1: Good night.